This is a podcast from Rover. Okay, let's kick things off with some big news around the Golden Shears. We're joined by Labour List MP from Wired Upper, Kieran McInulty. G'day, Kieran. How you doing? I'm well. How are you getting on? You're good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, um, I was reading earlier and I thought, geez, I must talk to Kieran about this uh, Golden Shears time. Of course, that's starting today in the mighty Masterton. And uh, the news that Roland Smith came through last night uh, is injured and is out. Yeah, uh, it's massive, massive for the Golden Shears. I mean, this guy is uh, a living legend and has dominated the event. Uh, since he's really uh, started to qualify for the open grade. So for him to be out, it really does open things up. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk of the likes of Tor Henderson has been just pipped by um, Roland Smith on the odd occasion. Well, he has to be the red-hot favourite now. And, uh, you know, it's it's in some ways it's good for the competition to, to have uh, a new name on the trophy. But also at the same time, uh, part you know, Golden Shears is nothing but for its its history. And when you see David Fagan's name on that trophy sixteen times, and Roland Smith clocking it up, uh, you know that that adds something to the competition as well. But also, if you look further down, you've got um, previous champions that have a shot at having a crack. The likes of John Kirkpatrick. I mean, the guy. Gee whiz, I don't know how he keeps doing it at his age, but he's as fit as a butcher's dog and still keeps going. And so, you know, it'd have to be probably at that, that second tier of chances, but you wouldn't. You'd be, you'd be a madman not to back him to make the final. Yeah, do you know what the nature of um, the injury is to uh, to Roland Smith? I, I'm trying oh, no, to find it, but... Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard. I mean, uh, no doubt I'll find out when I pop along. Yeah, uh, right. Tomorrow, so you, you'll, so, you'll be going. Uh, you, you're getting along there yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would have been going today uh, if it wasn't for uh, Parliament being on. Bloody and, Parliament, jeez. Uh, <laughs> but I'll definitely be there Friday and Saturday for sure. And um, there'll be a lot of interest. Uh, the, the the only good thing about Roland being out is that it'll spark a lot more interest as to who's got a shot. So the likes of Leon Samuels. I'd say uh, Nathan Stratford, uh, and also you know former champion and world champion Gavin Much, um, yes. uh, based up there in Taranaki, but essentially sharing for Scotland. Um, and I, I'll never forget uh, when he won the Golden Shears. He'd won the World Champs a couple of years prior, and I was there to witness that. But it was my job as MC at the time to announce the winner. And it was a historic moment because there'd never been an international competitor win the Golden Shears before. Uh, when I called out his name, you could see the emotion. And it was far more emotion than he showed when he won the world title. And, I, and I've never forgotten that because I think that in itself shows how important the Golden Shears is. Well, that's a really good point you raise. I had uh, Sir David Fagan on the show, um, might have been last Friday actually, and uh, he was saying basically echoed what you just said. He said, look, um, you know, you can have all the titles in the world, uh, he goes, but really your legacy comes down to golden shares, and that's just what it is. When I was working at the TAB, uh, really made a big push for them to uh, put some effort into the golden shares because, of course, uh, the way that's set up here is that um, the sporting body gets a proportion of every dollar that's that's um, put on a sport bet. And um, I sort of saw this as an opportunity to raise the profile of, of cheering through the TAB. So we took a trackside um, 
uh, crew there and got a few local identities to interview them. And one of those was Sir Brian Lahore. Oh, yeah. And I remember him saying that the Golden Shears is the Wimbledon of shearing. It's the one title that everyone strives for. And he's 100% right. That's echoed by Sir David Fagan as well. Yeah, good, good. Uh, that's how if people might, may or may not know yeah, your history with uh, that particular event and your uh, work as, in a former life as a, as a bookie and things like that. And yeah, you were the one that, uh, I remember you talking about this with a few people um, over the years, but uh, you gave it, the, I guess, just the recognition that, uh, that, that it deserves as a sporting event that, uh, that goes back a, a long way with a, with a fine history. Yeah, I think um, in the time, because uh, they, they, they've always had bidding on the shares, um, I asked to take it over and, and there was no one saying no, they <laughs> keen to hand it over, you know, because I was passionate about it. And I was very proud by the time between when I took it on and when I left, um, we increased the turnover by about tenfold, I think it was. So uh, that's great news for Shearing Sports New Zealand. Uh, they still do offer bidding at the TAB. I'm not sure it's with the same level of enthusiasm, but it's good to see that you know, the premier, the world's premier sharing event, you can still uh, place a bet on it and because uh, uh, it does um, have a bit of legitimacy to it. You know, you can bet on the All Blacks, why shouldn't you bet on the Golden Shoes? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Roland Smith was initially uh, the favourite at seventy, but now uh, that withdrawal has seen, obviously, Toa Henderson, who was um, the other, you know, likely contender, um, Certainly, from an odds point of view, he's down at a dollar forty-five now, which is interesting. So clearly, the out-and-out favourite now. But as you say, the field is still open, and where do things have happened at Golden Shears? It wouldn't surprise me if that started to drift throughout the competition, because I think once it starts and we start to get towards the uh, the, the top twenty, and then towards the semi-finals, I imagine the likes of Leon Samuels will come in. You know, look, I've just brought it up now, actually, too. And I see John Kirkpatrick's at twenty-one. The likes of him or Nathan Stratford, even David Gordon, uh, if they make the semis, you can't imagine they'll be paying twenty-one. And if they come in, and the likes of Tor Henderson might start to drift. Mm, Leon Samuels probably will stay around that two ninety mark, but it goes. It all depends on how they go, of course. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's good stuff. It's live stream too, so people can sort of tune in and tune out when they want uh, as well. So something to be celebrated. It's good. Uh, it's good fun. And uh, I know, as you said, you'll be there, which is, which is awesome. And uh, I guess in between times, you'll be keeping an eye on the uh, the Test cricket, uh, New Zealand and Australia. I mean, um, you know, I'd lo- I always back our boys, Karen. I love the New Zealand cricket team. Well, it's a love hate relationship, uh, really, because they frustrate <laughs> so bloody much. But you know what I'm saying. But um, you know, uh, I'd love to see them beat Australia, but I just, I can't see it. Convince me otherwise. Uh, probably not going to try. I agree with you there. Uh, the, the, the fact is, if this test was being played a couple of years ago, you'd have to fancy our chances. Yeah. Um, but we've got a few younger guys, newer guys coming through. We're at that awkward stage, where we've got some of our key players uh, that are still performing are getting on, and that's tricky. Uh, a tricky stage. We've been here before and we've bounced back, but I think we're we're struggling at the moment. But the good news is, uh, at the Golden Shears, there's another test. There's the Trans Tasman Shearing Test, and uh, I reckon even though New Zealand are outsiders at a dollar ninety, Australia at a dollar eighty. You'd still have to back us at home to give them a good shout. No, good call. Absolutely, I like that. And uh, I know that there's a test series coming up against uh, the Welsh too. There's some Welsh shearers over here at the moment. It's not part of uh, Golden Shears, but it's coming up. 
Yeah, what I've really liked to see over the last few years in Golden Shears is the number of international competitors at that lower grade. You know, you've got younger guys coming over from the likes of England and Wales, a couple of Irish as well. Um, and uh, a couple of uh, the last couple of years, the Welsh have done incredibly well winning some of those um, those lower titles. And so that's good news for international shearers coming through the ranks and actually does increase the interest in the New Zealand-Wales shearing test. Kieran, uh, before I let you go, and I do appreciate your time, um, what's it like being a, an, an opposition MP now? How's life treating you? Oh, look, there's always a reason to smile. You've just got to crack on and get on with it, eh? And totally. uh, so you respect the result. The decision's been made. I've still got a job to do, and uh, just getting on with it. What are the big things you're looking at? Uh, what's on your What's on your plate? Well, I've been given um, uh, the spokesperson role for housing and for local government, um, and they're two areas that I'm pretty passionate about. Obviously, still got an interest in the rural scene, but just working alongside the likes of Damien. O'Connor and Joe Luxton in that in that space, but officially I'm focused on local government, and uh, and at the moment I'm worried about rates because uh, oh, with good the call. change that the government's made with water services, um, we don't know what the answer is going to be, but it doesn't sound very good, and it looks like they're pushing it back onto councils, but we know councils can't do it unless they increase rates and rates are high enough as they are. So that's my focus at the moment. Well, I tell you what, I, for one, am glad to hear that that's a focus of somebody because they are getting ridiculously out of hand and uh, a lot of the regional rates could get a lot of feedback from people all around the country saying that, uh, you know, this is one of the things that's... Look, they never bloody go down, do they? Like, you know, every headline you read is for whatever region or city, it's like, okay, up by 4%. up, And a lot of them uh, are now into double-digit rises as well, which is getting just out of control because that's just one more thing, uh, you know, that you've got to um, got to contend with as a, as a as just a you know member of society. It's um it's becoming untenable in a lot of cases. It is, and for anyone on a fixed income, uh, and so I'm particularly thinking of retired people here. Um, if rates get too high, then they're going to have to face a pretty difficult choice as to whether they can stay in their house and pay rates, you know, um, they may have worked hard to pay their mortgage off, but now they've got rates going up and if their income is fixed, then they don't have many options. That's what worries me. But also in people in, in rural areas, it's not just people in the towns whose rates are going up. Uh, rural rates are going up uh, and, and many people are feeling they're not seeing much uh, from that because the cost of improving and maintaining rural roads is going up, particularly with extreme weather events. And many councils don't have the resources to fix it, but the rates are still going up. So it's tough going. And I feel for councils because, let's be fair, they have inherited decisions of councils before them, and it's all come to a bit of a head now. So um, it's a major issue, and I think the government does have a role to play. Um, Pushing water services back to councils is not the answer. Kieran McAnulty, always nice to catch up with you. I always enjoy having a chat. And uh, enjoy the golden shares, mate. I'm sure you will. I will with a two in hand. I can't wait. Well, if you like what you've just listened to, don't forget to subscribe to Rex wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social to read the latest rural news. Just head to rexonline.co.nz.